0: Hello, and welcome to the Wonderland Exhibition Podcast with me, your host, Doug Burton. I'm an artist and educator in the creative arts. Each episode will be a short conversation with a participating artists considering their work, intentions for the show, and anything that emerges in between. The Wonderland Exhibition will take place from the 1st of July to the 5th of August 2023 at the Tremonier Sculpture Gardens in Cornwall the exhibition shows new sculptures from the southwest about landscape and walking from members of the Royal Society of Sculptors with assistance from Penzance-based writer Martin Holman. Hi Fiona Campbell, thank you for joining me today. How are you
1: doing? I'm very well thanks Doug, it's great to be here.
0: Brilliant. So I'd like to start off by asking you about um, your initial thoughts with Tremonier and perhaps now the show is on to mention at the beginning a bit about your response with the work that you produced and and maybe how the gardens affected that and reflected on it as a bit of an opener.
1: Yeah, sure. I went with um, the larger group um, to my, for my first visit last summer and i was struck by our walk through the woodland um with neil armstrong the owner and what i'm kind of drawn to um at the moment is is trees and sort of biodiversity uh, I've been kind of thinking a lot about fungi and so i was sort of looking around looking up a lot because there's that those trees go up forever some of them they're so magnificent that um the sort of branching up and outwards, uh, the sort of uh, the force, the life force that's kind of so uh, powerful there. I mean, there's a, an incredible variety of exotic planting and and you can just feel that biodiversity. And I've been reading a lot about, you know, trees and mycelium and, and their interconnectedness. So I think that that was my kind of very strong starting point for the show.
0: And could you talk a bit and um, about your work for the show? You've got an external piece and one in the gallery and perhaps... You've introduced us there to some of the things you're interested in, perhaps about that response that you had.
1: Yes. So I've made two pieces, as you say, and they kind of connect in, in many ways. So my works about my concerns about the environment at the moment So very focused on climate breakdown and the human exploitation of nature. So I use mainly, predominantly recycled and found um, and discarded materials. So both pieces are made from From that, the the sort of uh, kind of crossing over point is that first walk I was gathering. I'm a bit of a gatherer scavenger as well. So I was gathering materials and objects as I was walking along, which I thought might, you know, it might kind of feature or might, or just might inspire. And the the whole Wonderland exhibition has actually tied in with my kind of self-development through an arts council developing your creative practice award that I've, I got last year at the same time <clears throat> so it was important to me to you know to, to to sort of set the work within my kind of current thinking and practice and and that at the time was sort of using kind of sustainable materials um, thinking about sustainability and I was also trying to work with like bot- botanical dyes, eco printing, um, using kind of found materials that I've, I've picked up, uh, particularly plant debris. I've lost what your question was. Uh, no,
0: that's great. That's that's really good to give us a sense of your impetus for the work. And one thing I wanted to open up with you is this sense of the materials that you're gathering and bringing into the work and this this sense of entanglement that I know you've Written about um previously, and I wonder if you could unpack that a bit for us this sort of sense of the sculptures feel quite ephemeral, and obviously you know there's matter material that you're bringing into it and how do you develop that creative response what what's your sort of thinking behind that with that sense of entanglement
1: I suppose the entanglements that I mean they're literally that the one indoors is literally created with me weaving in and out and entangling kind of and fusing material and matter and layering it up and up with with quite, as you say, quite delicate, sort of almost floating um strata. And I guess it's all a sort of a, a metaphor for. How I how I see the world. How I um. I mean, it is a fact. You know, we, everything is is connected. The threads that weave through from way down below, what we're aware exists. You know, you, you know, sort of beneath us, and and what's going on in from micro to macro, everything affects everything else, and everything it you know connects. Well, something connects to something else connects to something. So, um, my work is all about. Um, I use line. Um, which also is a metaphor for life, the sort of ongoingness of life, the the way life keeps going in a in a sort of I feel a linear motion um there's a great book by Tim Ingold called Life of Lines which um which it sort of explains it much better than me but yeah it's been something I've been interested in for ages and ages years and years in fact I tried to write a thesis in my 20s called Vitalism I'm not sure I got it completely right but it's it's a sort of a feeling I've got about life so uh, yeah using line um, whether it's really strong vertical lines that suggest, you know, powerful kind of soaring growth or whether it's the way I use line through weaving and wrapping and hand stitching. It's all supposedly about that interconnectedness and the entanglements that, you know, the sort of the process that that, that, that creates life. So my flags of the forest, it involves quite large scale standing verticals with these very fragile textiles, hand cre- handmade textiles elements, which are all hand sewn together, so patched over months and months, you know, that that sort of labor intensive process of sitting and, and hand stitching instead of using a machine to create all these patches from fabric, plastic things that I've collected, gathered people, neighbors, friends um, have given me discarded material, old clothes. Some things have come from across the world, sari off cuts, but also um, from Kenya, where I grew up and have quite a strong attachment to and I actually went to do a research trip last year I had brought back things from there actually with this project in mind and so I use quite a lot of those fabrics and so the idea that the sort of labour intensive is about care and repair so both pieces are about that ridiculous amount of time that I've put in to gathering and collecting and even installing the work is all kind of linked to this this thing about slow time this sort of concept of slow time and uh you know putting your love into every single thing and and valuing every single thing you know whether it's an old bottle top that's just been picked up from the ground which I've got in my flags of the forest I've got a piece that's got quite a lot of bottle tops flattened very carefully beautifully I think because um I even um pride myself in developing a new process of flattening bottle tops very nicely so and then you know you've got to sort of hammer holes in them and so everything takes quite a long time
0: yeah and it's great to get that kind of sense of the two pieces the one in the gallery and you describing what is there it's almost when I look at that one it's almost like it's sucking matter towards it you know you have got these strong vertical lines but this sort of this this center of mass where this entanglement is happening it's almost like it's connecting to all of the other work in the show in that respect but i'm interested in that one outside and it almost feels quite um uh, sort of rapturous in a way that it's is sort of it's very open and extending its line as you say out into the world i mean is it fair for me to sort of reflect on that and feeling like actually it's quite joyous in a way you know these flags moving and there there obviously is a, a, a darker element in it, but is that am I am I is that a fair thing for me to say about it?
1: Yes, and fantastic, Doug, and I absolutely love that word rapturous. Yeah, you know, with my work, I kind of um well, particularly with the flags of the forest, I've been trying to allow what happens to happen and not be too dictatorial with it. You know, I had an idea which I've carried out. Things have changed um, with it, but I knew that the elements would absolutely do their thing and do their bit. And it was literally up to that and what, what happens out there as to how the work works. You know, I wanted it to be activated by the elements and become, as you say, rapturous. And yes, there's this feeling that, this sort of huge kind of effort in a way to sort of it's a sort of a piece that's saying come on you know we can still care and we can still do our bit and I don't know it's yes it's just it's it is a hopeful piece and I guess with all my might I've sort of put that a kind of almost a year of 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 work into it that is now flailing around in the wind (laughs) yeah speaking I hope to some people so the the flags are I guess supposed to be sort of drawing drawing people to to them
0: yeah I find that really interesting you mentioning the word hope it's maybe um something we don't think about in artworks so much um and I I like that sense that you're trying to communicate a sense of hopefulness to the public and and the, the viewer in that respect I'm also wondering, though, is there, um, with the way, I was really fascinated by the way the steel elements sort of secure that into the ground. It's almost like they're growing out of the ground, these sort of quite robust, uh, sort of uh, like feel like forged pieces of steel fusing the lines together. And then there's maybe a connection between that and there's sort of a black mirror, almost mirror-like pond area that connects it is there a sense that um there's also as well as hope there's also this sort of sense of survival that might be coming in there you know is is there's a, a theme of um the environment in the show from a number of artists which is really interesting to see and and i wonder in your case there's hope but there's also you know we need to survive in some way is that a fair thing for me to read into it
1: yeah that's really good that's that's very good um doug i guess survival and resilience in fact i i thinking about that that's often been it, it come through my work g- going back you know decades actually um that sort of vertical upright sort of seeking the energy keep going that kind of that's that feeling so i wonder if it's almost a sort of a personal <laughs> It's sort of, uh, yeah, almost bring it back to a sort of biographical thing. But so the the vertical steel pieces are. I tried to make them quite playful. I'm trying. I tr- I try to be quite playful in my work, actually. So, this collecting of materials, what I pick up and what I found, uh, it's it's all uh, a matter of chance. Often, and how that they all get sort of pieced together or assembled is again a, a sort of kind of in a, like a sort of a collage in 3D. And um, I love contrast. So, contrast of hard and sort of soft and, you know, fragile, strong. And I think those things create a sort of dynamism which again creates life, which is, I guess, what I'm trying to do, trying to create. Yeah,
0: it's is great. And as we get towards the end of our conversation, I'm wondering about these quite powerful themes that we're picking up on here and, and your process of creating, as you've described it, and, and a lot of that actually being to do with wandering and, and moving, You know, whether it's uh, through a local landscape or other connections you have in the world. Where are things taking you next in this this journey of creativity that you're on? What's could you share with us a bit about what your next steps might be?
1: Oh, um, I'm still sort of in this one at the moment, but next steps it's hard to say. I mean, both flags of the forest, the one outdoors and and above and below, which is the indoor piece. I I think each of them will will have their own. Sort of point. I will refer to them both equally for my next steps because I mean, Flags of the Forest came from a sort of textiles project. I, I curate. Uh, I also curate uh, art projects which involve social engagement and, and things. So um, that that one I think developed from a previous very textiles orientated project. And I'm not sure whether I will be going more in that direction or whether I might pull back it's it's quite a challenge to to put work certainly for outdoors I mean it's quite a challenge in so many respects to put work outdoors that have these ephemeral sort of parts to them it's a risk big risk and I'm you know it's a learning curve and it's I'm glad I take these risks because you you know you certainly learn a lot from them I might I'm feeling at the moment that I might go a little bit small for a while (laughs) Just as a change. Um, and and then I can produce sort of a few more pieces in a smaller time. It's all going to be about sustainability, but that's what I'm thinking at the moment. But I don't know. Things changed. You know, things come up. Um,
0: yeah, I think the ephemeral there to sort of end with that point is is really great because there's an interdisciplinary element to, as you say, the textiles and sculpture and reaching out into these themes around um, the environment and personal themes and relations to that. And I think that that's a sort of a, a fascinating point with your work that I feel I've really enjoyed seeing about that, especially the external piece that... Uh, that interdisciplinary element so um, no I was, I was great to just sort of push you on that a little bit in terms of where, where that might go but yeah mm. it's, it's uh, been great chatting with you today Fiona thank you so
1: much. Thank you Doug that was great.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wonderland Exhibition Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast please click subscribe. You can learn more about the artists in this exhibition through social media, their websites and online at the Royal Society of Sculptors.